Mrs. Baconham, who had lately become Aunt Judy. And then I never recognised them at all. If all men wore on their heads scarlet straw waste paper baskets, which came down to the ends of their noses, and painted their lips the colour of their hats, and never took a cigarette out of their mouths, they wouldn't expect to be recognised. But girls do expect me to recognise them, Aunt Judy. I can't bother myself with them. Aunt Judy sneezed several times, for she had a frantic cold in her head, and then held up a reproving forefinger. You're a very spoilt boy, she said with a wheeze. You don't take any trouble with girls. Indeed I do, said Bobby, but I never know who they are or what to talk to them about. Even if they are pretty, I can't see their faces. And when they take their hats off, I think they're boys, and boys are odious. I'm glad there are no boys and girls here tonight. Aunt Judy had distinct remains of coquettishness about her. Nonsense, Bobby, she said. Fancy your pretending that you prefer to come and dine alone with an old woman like me, to having some pretty girl to take in to dinner. But I thought I would be selfish tonight and have you all to myself. Next Thursday, when you are dining with me again, there will be a little party, and you'll have to be host at dinner and play to us afterwards. I shall enjoy tonight most, said Bobby, who always flattered his aunts. Aunt Judy, as usual, gave him a remarkably good dinner, and Bobby, who was greedy, liked that. A crossword puzzle succeeded, and as he had done a little work at it already, though it was not necessary to mention that, he was very brilliant about it. Then Aunt Judy thought she would like to try Brahms' Hungarian dances, arranged for four hands, and of course Bobby had to say that he positively preferred playing the bass, which was tactful, though false. Indeed, playing the piano at all in Aunt Judy's house was always a trial for the instrument was an antique Hobner concert grand of ear-splitting quality, with two notes in the bass that stuck when struck and wouldn't leave off sounding, and one that produced no sound at all. And playing with Aunt Judy did not mend matters, for she filled up most of the seating capacity opposite the keyboard, and Bobby was squeezed away at the lower end of it, where he could hardly see the music. When in action... Aunt Judy kept her foot firmly on the loud pedal, counted in a hoarse voice, and corrected her own wrong notes, so that her counting got out, and it was impossible to tell where she was. But she enjoyed it immensely, and at the end of a strenuous hour, patted his hand, and said it was a pleasure to play with him. Bobby edged himself away when it was over, and Aunt Judy, as usual, with all the piano at her disposal, played the short prelude of Chopin with the slow, big chords. Splendid, said Bobby. You play that divinely. She played it again and rose. I'm so proud of my piano, she said. Magnificent tone, is it not? My dear husband chose it for me, and it was always reckoned a very fine instrument. Now we'll have a little gossip over the fire while you drink your whiskey and soda. Dear me, what a dreadful cold I've got, and there are a hundred things I must do tomorrow. If I were you, I should stop at home and nurse it in this bitter weather, said Bobby.
Not at all, said Aunt Judy. Disregard a cold. That's the way to get rid of it. Bobby also was full of engagements next day. He went to lunch with Mrs. Trask, Aunt Fanny, who in her faint and remote voice sang Ich grolle nicht and several other courageous songs, which he accompanied for her on her new and rather unripe Boddington Grand. She was the most devoted of all his aunts, and the richest, and the least robust, and sometimes Bobby, when he was not thinking what he was thinking about, allowed himself to think about Aunt Fanny's entire lack of relations. When Aunt Fanny had finished singing, she sank rather exhausted on a small chair, encrusted with mother-of-pearl and tortoiseshell. Aunt Fanny was very small, and all her furniture, with the exception of her grand piano, was small, and Bobby trembled to think how awful would have been the...